Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Connecting Soul Beings podcast, offering you inspiration, tips, and learning about tuning into the language of your soul and gain a deep, intuitive understanding of your inner self, your guides, and the animals around you, so you are able to live from your heart with grace, love, and gratitude. We bring together spiritual leaders, energy healers, and awakened humans, so we are able to collaborate and help you feeling loved, joyful, and free by providing clear direction on how to connect soul to soul. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to another episode of the Connecting Soul Beings podcast. This particular episode was recorded during the 2018 Connecting Soul Being Summit. This summit contains 28 experts and thought leaders, and we created this event to help conscious, self-aware soul beings and animal lovers to have inspiration and practical guidance on how to feel connected and in alignment, filled with beautiful energy. You can also watch the videos of these episodes on our YouTube channel, which is listed in the show notes. Please enjoy. Welcome back to this wonderful online summit, Connecting Soul Beings. It is a great honor to welcome today Denny Van to the summit. She is a beautiful soul and has a business called Heartfelt Awakening. And she's helping you to align body, breath and spirit. Our conversation has everything to do with tuning into yourself, that beingness, that oneness, and learning how to be still and to be responsive rather than reactive. We also talk about connecting to animals because that is what Danny is doing as well as helping you to be really connected to your true core self. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea and enjoy this wonderful conversation. It is so wonderful to see how many people are actually waking up. And Mm. and my message is that those of us on a spiritual path uh, to spiritual awakening is that spiritual awakening is not religious, it's physics. And so many of us are looking for this inner space, this inner knowing, and this connection, and this mm. connection that connects us to all beings. Yes. And I love that you're, the whole theme is connecting to soul beings. Mm. And who are we to say, well, those are just trees, they don't have a soul, or those are just dogs, they don't have a soul. You know, it's okay to eat that animal, but not that animal. You know, it's yeah. really ignorance and arrogance on our part to not recognize that which is in us in everything. And yes. so when we don't recognize that within ourselves, we end up moving from this ignorance and arrogance, which really is the cause of a lot of our suffering because of the things that we do to other sentient beings. Mm. You know, in, in the United States here, um, there are certain animals that are deemed farm equipment animals. So chickens, cows, and pigs have no rights like dogs, horses, and cats do. They're treated completely different. And so, you know, we have to take a step back and, Mm. and awareness is huge. And when I hear about, you know, you were just talking about that, you know, people who are coming to this realization and understanding we are stewards here. We don't own anything. 
No. Nothing here is ours. It belongs to time, really. Time consumes it all, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a part of us that is timeless. And when we recognize it in ourselves, we recognize it in all beings. So oh, it's yeah. so wonderful to see more of this happening all over the world. There's so many of us shifting to this greater perspective instead yeah. of our limited human perspective. So kudos Thank to you. you. This is just Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. Yeah, no, and it's wonderful to have you part of this as well because you bring such a beautiful energy and, you know, the work that you do is so all-encompassing Then, you know, you, it's not just that one focus. It's like you're saying, you know, we're all part of this. So to really include all the beings, and I'm talking about, you know, animals, people, nature, spirit, um, it's endless because there's, you know, I'm sure more beings out there that we haven't even tapped into. But it's really beautiful to, to be able to, to have you here to make people more aware and to teach them about all that, you know, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I've started this summit as well. It's wonderful. Really show, show us and what we do and the impact that we have on other people's lives and the rest of the universe as well. And, you know, doing that in a combination of working with all beings is oh, it's magnificent, just magnificent. So thank you. And Absolutely. And communication, what, uh, what I've learned over the years, I've always been able to communicate with animals. Mm -hmm. um, some trees will talk to me, but mostly animals will tell me, uh, tell me things. So ever since I was a little kid, I would say, well, the dog needs this or it would just tell me. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of freaked a friend out. Uh, we were new friends, so I really didn't tell her how woo-woo I was. But um, <laughs> I went over to her house, and one of her kids let me in, and her cat was right at the front door telling me how much he hated the food that they switched it to and that he was really mad about it. And I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? <laughs> and so I go, sweetheart, did you change your cat's food? And she's like, how can you know that? And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. he really doesn't like the new food. And then I just dropped it and said, so what's going on? But it stuck with her. It's like, how could you know that? And I'm like, beings talk to me. They don't speak to me in words. They speak to me in visions. Mm. So it's like, I'll see, th I'll see this movie kind of go across the screen yeah. and I'll just see it and I'll ask questions. But when we're able to connect with our beingness, mm. this is where all communication stems from. Yes, yes. And not all communication is verbal or written. I was actually a sign language interpreter for 20 years. And so I was able to take the spoken word and make it visual. Yes. And connect those two. So communication on such deeper levels that we can all connect to. And it starts with self. Sorry if I went off on a tangent there. That's okay. <laughs> Love it. No, great. I was just sort of thinking one because you're talking about, you know, the self and beingness and, you know, the communication at, a, at that self and soul level. Because in my mind, self is an abbreviation of soul, eternal love, flame. And having that connection and communication from that place. But what is, you know, communicating from beingness? The viewers may not necessarily fully comprehend what that means. What does that mean for you, communicating from beingness? 
it's it's there's no ex there's no words to really define and explain but what i love to do is look to nature mm -hmm. to show us because there's examples in nature everywhere mm. that show us physics show us two things are required to create a whole something that's in movement something mm -hmm. that's still for example a scale so you have the fulcrum that doesn't move then you have the scales that are in constant movement, right? Mm -hmm. We are no different than nature. Our being is like the fulcrum that doesn't move. Yeah. Our human is the scales that's constantly moving. Oh my gosh, things are going good. Oh, things are going bad. Mm. Oh my gosh. But the being is holding space for whatever is happening. Yeah. And it, it sees this, it is in the center and sees a 360 degree perspective, as opposed to being in the movement of the human, we see a very limited perspective. Mm -hmm. Another example I love to use is the sky holds the space for the clouds, for thunder and lightning. It doesn't judge and say, you guys are bad over there. You know, it just holds the space. Mm -hmm. So the sky, it requires two things, something in stillness that holds the space and something in movement, the clouds coming and going. Everything has a beginning, a duration of time and an end. Mm -hmm. Our human part has a beginning, a duration mm -hmm. of time and an end. And I call those movements, energetic movements, sojourns. Okay. So we are, we are on a sojourn in time, but we also have the perspective of the timeless or the fulcrum, the space that holds this animation of this body and this movement of this body to experience this five sensory world. Yes, so yes. Connect to that. It's a shift in perspective. And I teach beings, <laughs> um, that you know when energy split yin and yang we've got the first split of yin and yang yin holds the space it doesn't move it's holding the space and yang is in constant movement mm. so if we're perceiving from the constant movement things are changing nothing ever stays the same it's unstable but if we're perceiving it from the stillness no thought here no opinions, no judgments, but we just hold space and see the movement without judging or trying to change it. This is the larger part of us. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Wow. I've never heard that being described in that way. That's amazing. It's how I first started seeing it when I was going through this process. Because mm -hmm. I know when I was going through cancer and have experiencing a lot of stress, I noticed that my communication with other beings was definitely affected. I wasn't hearing other beings. Mm -hmm. But when I came to this space of stillness, I first saw it like, oh my gosh, I kept seeing a hurricane. You know, the eye of the hurricane is nothing. But it's where the bands get its movement and its energy from. And then I started to see this two parts in everything. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of the saints and sages will say, it's right in front of you. Or it's a shift in perception. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's, we are all it already. We just don't understand how to shift that perception. Mm -hmm. And Jesus himself said, the kingdom of the heavens is within and no flesh can enter the kingdom of the heavens. That means nothing human about us can enter this space. Mm. So it's a, it's a completely different perspective. Yeah. 
Wow, awesome stuff. Mm. And when we move, <laughs> oh, absolutely. And when we move from this space, we connect to other beings. Mm. Not only, um, I might be talking a little bit too out there for some people, but not only in this limited dimension that we are in, that we can only sense with our five senses. There are other beings in other dimensions who are also connected with mm -hmm. our animal kingdom here on in this realm and the plant kingdom and other kingdoms as, as well yeah. that exist in this space. Mm -hmm. And we are infringing our ignorance and arrogance. And this, I'm just so excited that this is getting out there and this information is people are becoming so much aware of our connection to other souls yes yeah i definitely have seen that shift happening as well especially in the last few years it's um people coming out of the woodworks or coming out of the closet the spiritual closets <laughs> and uh, it's really wonderful to see people embrace this and you know oh. you don't have to be the woo woo type kind to to embrace it and really invite that into your life and and use it on an everyday basis and not necessarily in a business sense you know, it's very important to start with yourself first and to apply all these learnings and skill sets and abilities for yourself initially. Um, and yes, yeah, some people do go out into the world and create a business around that as well, which is also wonderful to see because we do need those people like you and me to also teach other people as well around this. So it's really amazing to, yeah, to watch that evolve and people really grow into that. Um, that new way of being that's how I see it because it is a new way of being how we evolve let that shift happen exactly that means something's got to go yes and so as we start to recognize what's really important the not so important stuff starts to naturally fall away and for a lot of people that can be a scary process oh, and so you know you talk about a business what I do is I guide people through and facilitate this process because a lot of times when we're experiencing this, this insaneness, mm. I don't know about you, but I'm starting to wonder about, you know, our, our society. But as we start to go through and recognize there has to be something else, mm. we come into the space and we see the movement of all of this that is happening and we withdraw our attention from it. And we bring our attention to self. And this is like the eye of the hurricane getting stronger mm. and stronger and stronger and then we turn our focus in on what we want more of this is when more of us start to uh, like a mass relativity we have more focus on a collective turning our attention to what it is yeah we need. And a lot of times our basic needs whether our human souls aren't getting it or even other beings. Our basic needs are not being met. Mm -hmm. And so if you have an animal who is not being fed or taken care of and starts biting and being angry and it's put down because it's biting and, and angry. However, if you look at the whole picture, you may find that that being's basic needs were not being met. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to communicate. We're mm -hmm. not seeing it. Because sometimes our own basic needs are not being met. How many of us, more and more of us, are having issues just living every day? Yes. So as we start to come to realize that 
these things are, I don't want to put my attention, my precious attention, our precious attention is what grows and feeds and make more of, right? Manifest. So if we're looking at what we don't want, we're getting more of that. So becoming more aware. And sometimes we have to really come inside and say, what is it do I want right now? What is it do I need right now? Mm. And most of the time it's self-love and self-care. And when we're able mm. to do that to ourselves, you better believe we won't think twice about doing that for other beings. Mm. And so starting with self is so key. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the animals help us with that process too. They really make us aware that that is absolutely the center point from I believe which we exist you know that is that self-love absolutely because that's the being that's the the core heart you know it it is a physical heart but it's also the core heart is in the center and yeah and you're right animals do communicate with us to to let us know what is not working well by adjusting their behavior so that we started to pay attention and more often than not that is so misunderstood And then it's always, you know, the fault of the animal. And if we take dogs, for example, that's where sometimes the aggression comes in, you know, and the biting and the barking and whatever else. And that's, um, and I've certainly learned over the years working with animals in that space that they have changed their behavior towards the negative because the people around them have not been paying attention. Even that awareness to acknowledge for the, for the dog or the cat, you know, I know now why you're behaving this way. That can already make a huge shift. You know, it's, it's that understanding, that acknowledgement that I'm here for you. Let's make this work. I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying. And, you know, as a conduit, we can then pass that on to the humans around the animals and then put some action in place to make some changes, which 99% of the time happens to be changes for us. And then the animal responds accordingly to that again. Yes, animals respond to our responses or our reactions. Yes. When we're reacting, they, they'll tell me that they don't recognize us anymore. Mm-hmm. When we're responsive and we're quiet and we're calm and we're able to redirect any um, behavior, you know, and we can mm-hmm. see why. You see more when you're yes. able to respond you see less when you react. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And many of us don't have the space within because we have so much happening. We don't are, allow ourselves quiet time to calm mm-hmm. the mind and to calm mm-hmm. the body and to calm the breath. And when our body, mind and breath is calm, the animals around us aren't reactive. When we're and releasing yeah. fight or flight hormones, so like what's gonna happen? Something's gonna happen, something's gonna blow, you know, they're yeah. wondering what's gonna happen and they're in defense mode. And yes. When you begin to see that, you know, it's like, hey, you know, when you're thinking about those things, your dog is reacting. Have you ever noticed that before? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not just animals, right? It's also the people mm-hmm. around us. They will react in accordance to how we show up and how we react. Yeah. And then you get that miscommunication and tension and whatever else happens. So, yeah, yeah it's so beautiful to be able to see it. Mm. Yeah. And it's, um, and like you're saying, you know, taking that time to actually be still, but also to some of us take that step back and then look at it from a observer point of view to go, hang on a minute. 
what, what has just happened? What did I contribute to that? And how can I do that differently to have a different response? And that, that is already a really great way to allow yourself to see what's going on and how you actually contribute to what's happening around you whether it's with people or animals or situations, you know, in the workplace or with a friend, um, that already helps us to start to slowly tune into what's going on for us and how we can adjust. Because it doesn't have to be a massive change. It can just be a minor adjustment to have a much better result in how you show up and communicate. And that goes for the animals as well. It's that minor shift that we have to be able to in your case, see what the animals are communicating to you. In my case, he and feel. So, and that, that can be a minor little adjustment in that sense. So how did, you, how did you actually discover that you were able to do all of this? Um, the more I, I um, this human experienced cancer at the age of 35. So I was obviously disconnected from self. So I took the journey of self healing rather than going through radiation and chemotherapy. I chose not to go down that route and I took the path of self healing. So as I went in myself, uh, my relationship with my husband improved, my relationship with other money improved, my relationship mm. with all of these things improved mm. when I started going on that inner journey and creating space. And, you know, I love when you said about taking a step back because a lot of times we're so in it and we got to do something, we got to do something, we got to do something because adrenaline and cortisol is running in our body 24 seven. But when we take a step back, we create some space and you know, nine times out of 10, we don't have to do anything. Mm, yes, that's right. Most of the time we're kicking ourselves because we reacted too soon or we said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing because we became reactive. And when you stay, mm. take that step back and create some space, then you can become responsive. Mm. And a lot of times responding is just with, I love you. Mm. I'm sorry. I'll hold space for you. I'll pray for you mm. and let that be. And we don't know how to let things be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that that also comes from the fact that we're always wanting to help other people and contribute in a way, you know, and that's why certain things are being said too quickly. Like you're saying, we're not having that space and we're not being. I went through a stage like that. Um, I went to a stage like that where I wanted to help everybody and do this, do, you know, Oh, you should do, uh, you know, I wanted to be helpful. And I went through a stage where I wasn't allowed to give advice until I did the advice myself. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a powerful experience that was. And then a hundred percent of the time, the person figured it out. You know what I mean? They really didn't need me. What they really needed was me to just hold them yeah. and tell them it will be okay and tell them I am here for you. That's really all they, they didn't need me to do anything for them. Mm -hmm. And when the advice comes, starts to come up, obviously it's coming from me. It's really meant for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so when I worked on myself, 
that situation worked itself out. And so mm. I started to see this is where it comes from right here. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That is fascinating because when you sort of think about that and you think back of certain conversations that we may have had with friends or, you know, family or anyone else, um, you're always presented with something that you're going through yourself, an experience that someone else has that you are going through. And you're absolutely right. The advice that you're about to give is for you in those moments because they're, they're acting like a mirror in that sense. Yep. So I really started paying, I went through a phase where I started paying attention and I realized it's just the crazy movement of the mind. And when I come into the space of my stillness, I create space between the movement of the mind and then the beingness, the stillness, and I can watch the mind and I realize I don't have to react to all of that. And it's beautiful how when, um, Sometimes things within me or somebody else, I might see somebody else suffering and because I recognize it, it's something within me as well. So I'll work on that within myself. Mm. And next thing you know, something's released and they're like, oh my gosh, look at it. It's a miracle. I truly believe when we work on ourselves, mm. it creates this ripple effect. Mm. And it, that's my message really. It starts with self. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I so agree. <laughs> now, I'm really interested always to learn from other people how they experience it, in particular connecting with the animals. People always tell me, how do you get to the level of where the animal is to be able to hear them? And I have learned all about frequency and vibration and you know, lifting yourself up to that level. But it's not necessarily over the years a lifting up to that level it's really adjusting yourself to be in the same sphere almost to be able to see, hear or feel what the animals are going through. How do you experience that yourself? I used to experience it. Um, like through Reiki, I would do Reiki on horses and, and um, I would see like movies. One time I was doing Reiki on a horse and I saw this dark place and then loud noise and then light. And I realized, oh my gosh, this poor thing was trapped in a trailer during a thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. So once I started working on that fear that I felt coming up, um, there was like this release. It's, it's almost like, you know how you try and hold a beach ball underwater? Mm -hmm. and then it pops up it's yeah. kind of like that feeling I would feel it but now when I work with animals I come and I also love um, cranial sacral therapy and that's working with the soft tissue around the skull and the spine and so I work on animals with that as well okay. and so when I come to the space of beingness there's just stillness and quiet here mm. So I'm not looking for any vibration. I'm just holding space. What begins to happen, um, working with a dog who had knee surgery and was something in the neck. So working with the animal and connecting to the connective soft tissue, I could feel it and I would pull, not even pull, just imagine 
stretching in one direction and then stretching in the other, barely moving at all. I felt the animal. I said, I love you in my heart. And I felt the animal completely relaxed in mm. my hands. Mm. And so as I began to pull, there were like pop, 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 all the way up. And that, he just got right up, jumped right off my lap and jumped right down on the floor before I had to lift him up because he was in such pain. So when I realized and I moved from this stillness, all of the movement is felt and seen. Mm -hmm when you're coming from a space of stillness. But if I'm in my head thinking, okay, I should be doing this and, you know, this should be happening. And I have, you know, that thought process going mm -hmm. on in my head. It kind of muddies my lens, if you will, of what is actually happening. And so I don't know if I even answered your question <laughs> about <laughs> my experience, but um, since discovering the space of stillness and beingness, I connect so much easier with any soul. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because um, I used to work um, in uh, sign language and one of, one of my jobs was to go to uh, schools that had students with individual uh, plans for education. So that means they were students with disabilities. And we would go and talk to the students and uh, some of the students were autistic and it would happen almost every single time one of the kids would come up to me and either ask me a question or look at me or tell me something and their aide or the teacher would say, he never does that. And so I, I, the being is recognizing the being. Yes. No matter who that soul is. Mm -hmm. And so when we come into stillness without Denny's opinions, without Denny's judgments, without Denny's, you know, experiences muddying that lens, mm -hmm. kind of creating space and just being, being. There's nobody here to offend. There's nobody here to, you know, hurt, you know. If, if hurt is coming at me, it means it's coming from within that person. And they are telling me they are hurt. Mm -hmm. So if I am offended, you know, that means there's a person or a human here to be offended. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is about. I come to the space of the being. There's no offense here. None. And so we hold, we hold space for each other. So sorry if I went out on a tangent again. I love it when you go off track. <laughs> and I was laughing earlier because um, I, I have that a lot myself when people say, oh my God, you know, my dog never does that with anyone else. <laughs> and it is really, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm experiencing a similar thing. It's not consciously anymore that you tune in in that way with the animals. It's for me, it, it feels like it's almost second nature. You know, it, the, the communication, the connection is just there and it happens instantly. It's literally that, just that short, really quick moment of, I love you, I see you, let's have a chat. And it just happens in a split second and pff, it's just there. Whereas when I teach people how to connect, you have to, I feel, you come from a different place because... It is the education around that and making people aware these are some of the steps that you can practically take 
to then start to connect to yourself and ultimately to the animal. So you do need to bring it down to a level where people can understand it and put some tangibility around it. Because I find people usually feel that because we can't see it, we can't hear it, we don't experience that this is happening and therefore it may not exist. And I find the beauty is that when the animal tells me something that I could never even imagine to know and the humans then go like your friend with the cat, how did you know that I changed the food? Right. That really makes, Oh, Oh, okay. So it is happening. Right. But then to the word crystallize comes to mind to crystallize it in a way that people can understand it and how to practically connect to themselves and then the animals and all that is it's um, it's been a really fascinating process to, to put that into those steps, but that's almost curious to find out from other people that do that. Like you say, it's, you know, it's not that leveling up or tuning into that frequency or that vibration anymore because it just is there. It's just there because we are still in, we're always coming from that space, you know, Sometimes you might be pulled out of it because of what's happening, but we know how to quickly step back into that. And we recognize that really quickly. And, um, and the animals help with that process very much. So they really hold the space for us too. They really support us and guide us through those processes. I mean, when I look at my two dogs, for example, they're literally lying here on a pillow next to me <laughs> and they always hold the space. You know, they're, they're always really, focused on us being in a space of that being of that stillness of that oneness that openness right that's my dog (laughs) i know right you know you you hit it right on the head sometimes the hardest thing to do is get through the mind the filter you know and that filter has all kinds of beliefs ideas opinions programming and all of that Mm -hmm. and so you know i i I personally start intellectual. Okay, intellectually, here's what's happening. Yeah. Here's, here's the two places. Here, I'm talking, talking, talking. They're getting it intellectually. Then we go on an experiential journey. And this is when they experience it themselves because they can understand it, but they're still in the movement. Yes. You got to get into that space. And it's like you said, it's a, it is a shift in perception. And because we're seeing from the movement, you know, I am Denny, I am a mother, I am a wife, I am a friend. Those things are constantly changing. Mm. The one thing that's not changing, I am. Yes. Yeah. And we forget that we're not all of those things. All of those things are temporary, unstable, and come back to just this uh, experience because it has to be experienced it's you know <laughs> it has to be experienced and a lot of people that I work with they'll tell me I've been there I've experienced it but then it went away yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm back in reality yeah back in the movement of your human that's why you're in the constant changing movement and so one of the first things, one of the first battles really that we have to transcend is we got to transcend the mind because the mind is going to get you right back in the movement. As soon as you're in your thoughts and in your mind, you're in the movement part of you. 
And so some of the things that I do one-on-one -on -one and in group, and I, I'll use EFT because a lot of times that movement is trauma from the past that keeps coming up in our experience. So I'll use EFT, which is emotional freedom technique or tapping. Yeah. And going through with somebody, you know, they're feeling anger, even though I'm feeling this anger, even though this anger keeps coming up and then I'm turning red hot and I might make decisions, you know, we're talking to this energy, we're talking to it, we're getting it to move because it's going to move through the body. So we're talking and tapping, even though all of these things are happening, we're looking at it, we're not suppressing it. We are not suppressing it no more. No. We are looking at it dead on. Even though these things are happening, I choose to create space, sit in the center of my being, let go of my attention to it. Whatever resonates with that person, mm. you are now, we're, we're removing your attention from it and coming back to your center. That's transcending the mind. Now the mind is going to come back and go, Hey, remember this? Hey, think about this. Hey, Hey, Hey. So <laughs> recognizing there goes the mind again. One of the things that helps a lot of my clients is right away. You knowing that you, the big part of you are not your mind. And, uh, the mind can sometimes be a huge barrier between any kind of communication, whether it's with your significant other or whether it's with your cat or your rabbit. The mind can be that barrier between open communication. Yes, definitely. And that's, that's the, the struggle that a lot of people have is letting that go. And they often tell me, I need to basically ignore that because otherwise I cannot connect to my dog. And I always say, ignoring doesn't work. That part of you is still part of you. And that part of you is here to help you in this lifetime because that's your human side. And that will help you. It will support you, but it sometimes protects you in certain situations. I love what you said. Yes. I love what you said that it doesn't go away. Mm. So we're not ignoring it. We're transcending it. Mm. Mm. So transcending means you're removing your precious because our attention is our most precious gift. So we're removing our attention from it, which stops feeding it. Right? Yes. Then we open up space. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And sometimes I may even share with them, talk to that part of you and say, Hey, let's go on this journey together. And I will show you it's going to be fine. This is an experience that I would love to go through. This is a new journey for me. And I want you to come with me because I want you to see that this is a possibility. And I want you to see that we can have a much better life and feel much better and experience different things that are fun and joyful. So when I, when I get people to, to practice that, they're actually feeling a lot better around working with their human side or ego or however people call it. And that helps them as well to, to be in that place of, you know, now I can have that clear open communication and exactly. that muddleness or the muddy water is not there. But, you know, in saying that, having done this work for so many years, sometimes it still kicks in. 
you know, I have a communication open, wide open with an animal and all of a sudden, bang, there she is, <laughs> you know, and then I apply the same principles. It's like, hey, you know, um, you're walking side by side with me, not in front of me. <laughs> you know, this is working because sometimes that, that part, you know, which is the doubt and the not trusting and it sometimes does kick in. But we know when we go back to that point of that stillness and to have that solid connection, you know, tapping into your, how did you call that? The, um, with the scales? The fulcrum. Yeah, the fulcrum. To, to keep tapping into that automatically, she's going to go on the sideline and go, oh, yes, okay. Yeah, I know. It's all good. And then bang, you know, the communication is clear as crystal again. It's just amazing. Really, amazing. I love to explain this process like, um, you ever go to someone's house and their dog is jumping on you, sniffing your crotch, oh, yeah. unruly, <laughs> and and then you'll go to somebody else's house and their dog is perfectly behaved. They sit there and wait until, you know, their human says, okay, you can say hello. I like to compare our hu- our human ego to that. Many, mm-hmm. we all have egos. You can't get rid of it. You can't kill it, right? No. But some of us have egos like the unruly dog. That's sniffing your crotch. It wants everything, but, but it can be trained, right? Oh yeah. And taught to become aware. And then the ego becomes more of the waiting for the next move to become clear and moving from a clearer space of center rather than all over the place and me, 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 me. And it's all about me. So I I love that. And I use, I use dogs as a wonderful (laughs) example for that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So what is one of the things that you would like to leave the viewers with? Well, I, you know, if you're going through some stuff, you know, and you're trying to make that connection, get quiet, Mm. come into the center of your being, let the world go, let everything about the world go and stay in stillness for a minute 10 minutes 15 minutes if you can spare it but if you can sit in stillness when you come back to all of this crazy movement what is most important to you right now let go of everything else Mm. focus in on what you want and many of us want our fellow beings to be treated with kindness, Mm -hmm. to have their basic needs met. So when we come back and we're giving back and we're doing, become aware of how, how this affects others in everything that we do. And this is going to have a domino effect. So know that you're not going through this alone for sure. Yeah. You are not alone and we are one right here in in this heart beautiful wow amazing thank you thank you thank you i love your beautiful energy your warmth your kindness and love that you're sharing with the world thank you yeah amazing i feel so blessed and humbled to have met you and um and to continue to collaborate together on this front as well Awesome. I love this. Thank you so much. It's such a wonderful conversation. Mm. Keep the conversation going. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) 
Wow, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to yet another inspiring episode of Connecting Soul Beings podcast. I love receiving your comments, stories and feedback as they are truly inspiring. So please take some time to comment on this episode below. If you love the show, you can help us by sharing and liking it via your favorite podcast platform and our website. And if you feel that we can work together in helping you to connect to your inner self and the animals, then hop on over to biancaderose.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram under Bianca de Rose. Thank you again so much. Say hi to your pet from me and stay connected with love and grace.